Well, just to catch you at Moltz, I monologued for a while, thinking that you were both dishing me on purpose to punish me for last week. <laughs> and mm. then Dan joined. Then he thought I had lost my mind. And now you joined, and that's where we are. In the oh, okay. Good to know. Now you're all caught up. Yeah. Previously on The Rebound. Would you guys be surprised to learn that future Macs will have faster processors? The hell you say! Get out of town. <laughs> I know. This this news. Is oh, this breaking, breaking news. Yeah. Breaking news about about future Macs. They will they will be they, better. Uh, they will be faster. Faster yeah. and better than current Macs. I read this German story, and it, yeah, it definitely at first blush, I think it is totally a well, duh, kind of story. But yeah. there are some interesting there, details. There is more to it. Yeah, there yes, are some interesting exactly. details in there. And he talked about some of the, like, the, the timeline for rolling out some of these things and the kind of processors you can expect to see in them. Yeah. I was, I was interested that there, they, he thinks that there's going to be a more powerful Mac Mini. Well, that does make sense to me because the Intel Mac Mini is still available, just so you know. Still, okay. But, but I mean, it, it seemed like, well, I thought the way he was describing it, that would, there would be a, like a more, <laughs> almost like a Pro Mini. It was hard to tell that. So the, right now, they left the higher-end Mac Mini available in the same way that the higher-end MacBook Pros are still available, like the Intel-based yeah. ones. So I think that's, what's happened is essentially they've picked off the low-hanging fruit from the Mac lineup, right? They've done the low, the small size iMac. They've done the MacBook Air. They've done the low end MacBook Pros and the low end yeah. Mac Mini, and they've replaced all of those with M1s. And so there's a swath of the more high performance machines that we haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's that's where we're at in terms of like, what is that? Is that an M1X? Is that an M2? Is that some combination of them? And according to what German is saying in this report, it sounds as though it's not just a matter of like. We'll take all those better performance machines and just slap whatever the next best chip in is in them, right? Like some of them, there will be differences. There will probably be more differences between some of those models than there are right now between Apple's Apple Silicon lineup, which is essentially all just the, it's literally the same chip. Yeah. Like if you look at the yeah. reviews of the 24 uh, inch iMac, which I think came out today as we record this, and you look mm-hmm. at some of the benchmarks. I was just reading just reading jason's yeah the benchmarks are like this is an m1 <laughs> it's it's exactly right. the exactly. same <laughs> yeah right right yeah it is not surprising yeah so you know they need to do a better chip for some of these computers because people an m1 does not satisfy every customer that apple has it's a great chip what it can do is amazing but it does not satisfy a whole bunch of cases for apple customers like it's like right. a sun chip right like it's not going to satisfy your craving for potato chips or checks mix but it's still a great chip <laughs> i like sun chips <laughs> me too they're pretty good i would argue they're better than potato chips in and it forms. comes in and it comes in different colors mm, there you go that's right yeah the cheese ones are good depending on the flavor so i guess these are flavors yeah <laughs> the orange the orange iMac tastes like orange um, if you were getting uh, one of these uh, m1 iMacs what color would you get uh blue or green i think <sighs> but i feel like my default my default is always blue um yeah but i'm not crazy i mean like i don't like the blue as much as i wanted to like it i don't like the i don't like the i like the i like the back but you don't look at the back <laughs> i mean occasionally i wouldn't look at the back because i'd have it up against a wall in my office so yeah like the mini that i keep i have facing backwards but i think that's harder to do with the new imax <laughs> yeah that's that's going to be a little bit more difficult. you have a mirror on the other side it's mm-hmm. come on guys mm-hmm. this yeah. is this is competing 101 <laughs> i think i would probably do red except the front's pink i know but it's so cool 
It is the back is great. Yeah, I like the I love that red, but I don't want the, I don't want the pink. That's I think as the reviews personal. have mentioned too, is like part of it is that like you don't want necessarily as bold a color on the front because of what's on the screen. Yes, I understand so, that. Yeah. I, under, I get it. Do you know yeah. what colors work, John? Are you familiar? With I do colors? well vaguely. In in every product photo that Apple shows of the new IMAX in action, they are in a place where you can see all sides. Yeah, like yeah. They, they're sure. never right. up against the wall. They're always yeah. like. Nah, I'm gonna go with. The, I would go with the blue. I would go with the blue. I've licked them over again, and I'm I'm coming down on the blue. I actually think the purple looks pretty nice too. The purple does look great. The purple looks very nice. Um, and so does the orange. And um, that has been color review with three bands. But, but I'm going with the blue. <laughs> I'm going with the blue there. Done. Heard it here first. Even though I'm not buying this <laughs> this device at all. Sure. <laughs> The interesting things I thought were interesting in the 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 German report were um so the new MacBook Pros would have eight high performance cores in addition to two energy efficient cores and 16 or 32 graphics cores. The current M1 tops out at eight graphics cores. So that yeah. is a pretty big jump. And then that Mac Pro that's kind of in the offing, which is probably not until next year. I think they said it would come in either 20 or 40 versions like 20 or 40 computing cores which is oh, holy shit that's <laughs> like, a lot of cores yeah yeah so they're not they're not fucking around i guess is my point <laughs> with either 64 <laughs> or 128 graphics cores Man. uh yeah it's a lot of cores like cores folks well that's so, good uh the other interesting bit that was that it said apple has also been working on a larger imac with in-house processors but development of that version was paused months ago in part to let apple focus on releasing the redesigned 24 inch model this month it's unclear to me whether that you know it was paused and it has since been you know resumed or whether it will resume now that they have shipped the 24 inch or whether it is still paused and what that means for when this will actually arrive because i think you know we're going to start to run into these situations where they're running up against that chip shortage issue and how that right. will affect the pipeline is very interesting because he yeah. makes mention of the MacBook Pro shipping as early as this summer. And normally it would seem like WWDC would be a great time to announce, hey, we've got new MacBook Pros for you developers who are working on the apps that we're doing, you know, you're doing for the next version of iOS and macOS, etc. But they may not ship until like July or something, I guess. Yeah. I w- yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if, the, if a lot of the stuff that they're announcing that they announce at WWDC is delayed. You know, it's not going to be shipping for a while. But will will they still announce it? I guess is the question, right? Because I think they well, I want think, to. But yeah, I mean, think for the pro stuff, they kind of have to, right? I mean, I mean, especially for developers, they, yeah. they need to let people. They need, yeah, right. They need to let people know like how to plan out the rest of their year. So I don't know. I mean, legit, you know, much of the. I mean, they announced they announced the iMac Pro at the at wwc right it didn't ship for like six months yeah and didn't ship for six months yeah the most compelling part to me mark german still has sources even after that other guy got outed (laughs) (laughs) he's got a lot apparently Hmm. apparently (laughs) i'm just saying that guy still knows how to get the stories i am glad that i'm not in the market for an m1 imac because i don't know what i would do about the keyboard Throw it out! Throw it out the window. How so? The two small ones don't have the inverted T. Mm. So why wouldn't you just get the bigger one? You'd have to buy the bigger one. I don't really want the bigger one. Like I don't really need. I, I mean, I can use a ten key, but I don't need to. And mm-hmm. I often just prefer to have a smaller keyboard. So I have been I thinking about getting one of the ten key versions because of the Touch ID that's built in. I probably yeah. won't do it, but I've been thinking about it. 
and it works with other M1 Macs, right? Yeah, that's that's what people claimed. Yeah, yes, it does, but not with. See, yeah. Dan's claiming it again. <laughs> yeah, on this very. Podcast. I'm not claiming it. I'm stating it. <laughs> stating it outright. Well, stating it. Well, let's just say you're claiming it. Okay, okay fine. <laughs> <laughs> In in other Apple news, they have exactly nailed the price I'm willing to pay for higher quality <laughs> audio, <in Apple> music, <laughs> which is zero more dollars. I knew you. I knew you weren't going to say uh, say um, pride bands. But how about audio <laughs> in space, Lex? I I don't know. Doesn't matter. Sure. None of your devices will work with it, anyways, right? <laughs> uh, some of my devices will, in theory, since as you wrote on six colors, like it works with some devices including ones that aren't known for having good speakers to begin with this is a weird rollout it kind of feels like they did it just to get ahead of spotify like just to do it before because spotify had announced they were doing this but had not rolled it out yet and so it kind of feels like they're like you know what we got it let's just go but it feels like it's missing part of this because that whole set of caveats about which devices work with which ones including which headphones work with which ones is like Okay, so I can listen to this great audio on my iPhone speakers, but not on my AirPods. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. I, I'm glad I don't care about this feature. <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> either, but be, I'm just... It would, I, be, I'm it would be very aggravating. I'm baffled by this rollout because it seems very mm-hmm. disorganized in an untypical Apple way. I don't actually feel exactly the same way. Like the people who care about high quality audio aren't going to use AirPods to listen anyway, right? You're going to, if you actually care about this, you're using your fancy ass speakers or your even more expensive wired headphones. It's just that like, I don't know how do people are actually, I, I don't have many opportunities to listen to anything where that setup could really matter for me. <laughs> like the reason I, I, I remember a thousand years ago, Almost exactly. I'm trying to decide how nerdy I want to go to this. We'll go nerdy, but not Mac nerdy. People were asking John Bermuda Schwartz, the at the time the maintainer of Weird Al's website, and still then and now Weird Al's drummer, like, hey, how do you feel about MP3s when these when they were first becoming a thing? He's like, I'm not worried about them. Like, people are going to keep buying you know discs because MP3s sound so shitty and you lose way too much. <laughs> and the vast majority of humans don't think so. And I will say I am not great. I've, I think we've talked about on this show. We've done some of the tests online where you yeah. can hear the higher yeah. quality versus lower quality. I fail them, right? Like, and I yeah. sometimes I'm listening attentively. Uh, so it's not a feature for me, but the people who care, it's great. And so I think not charging for it makes total sense. I think the spatial audio thing just, just seems dumb to me because uh, artists are going to like remix their songs so that they can take advantage of this. It seems like a thing that's going to last for like three months where they're going to announce some other artists that have done it and then that'll fade away because it's not worth it. But I think it's a nice to have and it's, you know, now all the major music streaming services, I guess, except for Pandora have announced their high quality stuff. I don't it, know. it feels like a checkbox. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly no, I don't it. disagree with you right. on that. Right. I'm not. I'm not that excited about this feature. I. I think the spatial audio is more interesting than the lossless stuff, just because it seems like it could be cool or interesting. And I've tried that on like the, some of the TV stuff that supports it. And I'm like, oh, this is it's clever. I'm not sure how much of a difference it will make in everyday listening, but it's more interesting to me than lossless, which I think I agree with you. It's just not perceptible to me. I'm yeah, glad yeah. for the people who enjoy it, but it's not. It yep. is not a, re- even remotely a thing I care about. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But to Moltz's point, I do not agree with Apple's pricing on their new Pride band, which is $99. <laughs> it does seem like a lot. It seems like a lot. 
Seems like a lot. And what's interesting is they don't specifically say X percent of Pride Band sales will go to this cause. They say that, you know, Apple proudly supports these causes. But it's interesting that, like, I'd feel slightly, I mean, I'm not going to buy a $99 Pride Band, but I'd feel slightly better about it if they were like, and 20% goes to whatever, like, but they're not. (laughs) 100% goes to Apple. (laughs) They've earned it. They did the work. It's fine. But you know what I am excited about, you guys? Ooh. I'm excited that this episode of The Rebound is brought to you by Indochino. It says here that I'm supposed to share a story of a time I felt confident with a look I put together. It's not often that I do, but I will tell you, I have uh, had to present live on stages. I've had to attend weddings and wearing made-to-measure suits from Indochino specifically has made me feel quite good there. In fact, the last time I presented on stage, and it's been a while because of uh, you know pandemics and whatnot, I, I wore an Indochino suit with a, a black t-shirt as opposed to a, a, a button shirt underneath, and I was just fine with that. The right outfit can bring out something special in us, and with Indochino, creating your best look could be more affordable than you think. And hey, maybe it's been a while. It says it right there. Maybe it's been a while since the last time you had an excuse to dress up. But whenever the next chance is, make the absolute most of it with Indochino. As we've told you many times, Dan and I both have done the Indochino experience. Uh, I did it online. Dan did it in store, in person. <laughs> we remember we used to do things in person. But you get to personalize everything. My monogram on mine says Lex. The inner lining of my second suit from Indochino is purple, and it's got circles in it, and I just friggin' love it. Indochino offers completely custom-fitted suits, shirts, casual wear, and more at surprisingly affordable prices. It's like it just shouted boo at you, but it's a price instead. <laughs> Choose everything about your suit from the fabric, lapel, monogram, and statement lining so you can create a suit that fits you and your style perfectly. The best part, Indochino suits start at just $2.99 with all customizations included. Shop for your next best look or book a virtual style consultation at Indochino.com. Right now, you can get 50 bucks off any purchase of $3.99 or more by using code REBOUND at checkout. That's $50 off a purchase of $3.99 or more at I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com. Promo code REBOUND. Our thanks to Indochino for their support of this show. And let it be known, that's all the copy says. Our thanks to Indochino for their support of this show. There is no risk of thanking them for their support of anybody else. Phew. Finally. That's an, impro- that's an improvement I can get behind. Now, yep. while we're on the subject, uh, we do have a few questions from listeners. Ooh. Those are Rebound Prime subscribers. Went to prime.reboundcast.com. And one of them said this is hans said i subscribe to about three dozen podcasts the rebound is the only one where i do not skip over the ads that should make your advertisers happy also if i ever have any sort of reason to go outside i'll make sure to do it in an indochino suit my question is would you agree that when it comes to ad reads it's custom or bustum i would agree to that hans uh i can't speak for that that seems like hans is leading the witness i'll allow it answer the question you're on the stand You're under oath, I'll remind you, Mr. Maltz. Okay, yeah, well, has that ever mattered for me? <laughs> I, I, you know what, from Hans's lips to our advertisers' ears, because I feel like our advertisers could stand to hear that a little bit more. So, you know, if you want to write to Indochino Indeed. and tell them how good our ad reads are, you should do that. Don't oh, tell yeah. us, we already know. Raffy Paffy writes, hey guys, thanks for being awesome as always. You're welcome. <laughs> what year do you think that Apple will release a version of Mac OS that no longer supports Intel? Ooh, that's a good question. Oh, I wow. like that. Huh. Well, it took a long time. When was the when was the first release that did not support PowerPC? God, I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know either. Last last release to support. I'm googling this on the air. <laughs> the way this podcast is. I'll take it out in post. Don't worry about it. <laughs> there was a Snow Leopard, Snow Leopard version that was Intel only. It looks like 
So I guess that was, yeah, Apple released 10.6 on August 28th as Intel-only removing support for the PowerPC architecture. That was only about three years after the transition. Wow. So that's pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, so okay. 2025? I think 2025? Not a, not bad bet. Yeah, that said, I don't know why it wouldn't, yeah. I mean, I would imagine it would be roughly the same. It might be longer. I don't know. There's been a lot of Intel machines, I guess. I don't know. There were other transitions happening lot, around man. that time that like I feel like... Because the PowerPC, I mean, I guess, I, I guess know. if you, it, it, it matter. I mean, I suppose it matters how much headway Apple has made in um, companies, whether or not it actually right. has right. gotten further into companies, because they will probably make a bigger deal out of backward compatibility for a longer period. Of time. I would guess probably. Here's my my thought: is when the last Intel Mac goes on like that vintage or obsolete list, basically, which is what like seven years. Mm-hmm. Just because I think that there, it takes some time to phase out computers. And like when you think about the traditional lifetime of a computer getting replaced. Mm-hmm. You know. I would add that I think that even when they is stop officially releasing updates for Intel Macs, that they'll continue to do security updates for even longer. Probably true. Apple yeah, way. I would agree. I would agree. But yeah, it also depends how many how many Apple Silicon Macs they, they sell, right? Like if it turns out everybody's super so excited they just go out and buy Apple Silicon Macs <laughs> to replace their Intel Macs, it might be a lot sooner. Who knows? They should totally do that. E-Man says, every so often after an OS update, I find that I've lost some beloved feature. Recently, I think I lost the ability to control older versions of iTunes on a Mac with iOS 14.5. Can you think of some favorite features you lost unexpectedly after an update? Uh, <laughs> dashboard. <laughs> <laughs> the uh inability to make your menu bar not transparent oh you can do that the ability to use res edit <laughs> you can yeah <laughs> yeah but you can only make, you can your, make your I mean, yeah but only only by is... turning off all transparency yeah true okay yeah that's fine they're, they're used to the, that the first time bar. they yeah. tried it right. years ago you just had a dedicated switch is there uh is there still a preference though i mean can you do it in the command line no i don't think you can Honestly, my, my big one, and I, I don't complain about it on the show too much for fear of annoying Dan, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's about the notifications. change to notifications. It's about notifications? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, it's, it's so much worse than it used to be, and I'm mad about it every day. I am, it's been a long time, so the, the blow has been softened, but it's been I, a long time. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, ability to use the command line, I used to have my dock on the bottom, but all the way on the right. I remember this. I, I loved know that. that. Yeah, I know you missed. I that. loved that, that's, and they took out. They took out the weird. the. I know it's great. It was John. It was great. That's just weird. It was great. You know why? Because the trash was always in the same place. It didn't move. I just want. I'm going to go out there and say this. There, there's people who are like, why do people put their docks on the the center of their you know bottoms of their screens as opposed to the sides where it's whatever different real estate. I hate and like, the side. I hate. The side. I hate the side oh for right reasons, and also on oh a widescreen. On a widescreen wow. monitor, this you, have to, is over. you have to scroll further to get to it. If it's on a, a widescreen monitor, it's always closer in a in a centered bottom there's, there's position. Nothing, there's nothing side. good about the side, John. Yeah, <laughs> John, you're a side. <laughs> you're a side docker. I, right, right side. Right uh, side. Docker. Next, you're going to be telling me you're a side talker. I, I might switch to tap to click just because of this. I don't even. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I think uh, that's how this podcast works. Is. <laughs> 
if we just <laughs> we can never all agree on things. We never all agree on something. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. No, there must be something. No. The last thing not. we all agreed on is Apple watches are cool, and we want one. <laughs> so it has been, as they say, a while. I mean, I would I argue that I, we all agreed that I, none of us are going to use Apple lossless audio. So <laughs> that, there's that. That's true. We just did agree on that, and uh, and I think we all do agree that the that the Pride Band is is at ninety nine dollars is too much. Yeah. I do I want to read this little. last. <laughs> I no. do want to read this last <laughs> listener question, but I will. Uh, this is from iFixCZ. I don't know how to pronounce that other than that. I've got somewhat obvious question. I would have corrected your typo if your question wasn't taking the piss out of me. Uh, spoiler alert. I've got somewhat obvious question. Do you get paid by a proportion of minutes, sometimes seconds, spent on the recording? <laughs> 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 wait, wait, wait. Individual host or the whole, like, the episode yeah, really, as yeah. a whole? Was that, was that just directed to you? Or? I'm pretty sure it was directed to me. And let it be known, I was here, I recorded five or six minutes of podcasts today before the other two guys showed up. I monologue. Dan's not going to use it, but I no. monologue God, for a no. long time. Nobody wants to hear that. In fact, people do want to hear that. Please don't. Please don't encourage that. Please do not email me <laughs> yeah, or use the yeah. question feature to say, release the Lex cut. I will not do it. <laughs> That's in Rebound Prime Extreme, <laughs> of which I'm the only member. You have to pay a lot, is I, I think. Yeah. Is it? And, and it's not proportional to and how long I get it for is. free. You, you pay in more ways than one. Uh yeah, I don't know. There's there's no proportions uh no. to anything yeah. on yeah. this. We show. all contribute our special roles. That's all I can tell you. Mm-hmm. We've all we've all got our parts to play on the show. Um, I do have exciting Guy and James do not get paid. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> I do have some uh, uh some exciting news. Dan already knows a tiny bit of this, though it doesn't know how the story ends. But I am oh, now boy. taking over the mantle, and John, if you could keep the theme song, that'd be great. Of a uh, person on the show with annoying Mac Mini problems. That's now me. <laughs> That's me. Annoying Mac Mini problems. I <laughs> uh, was good. But so yeah, I, I was complaining to Dan today, and I think Dan was mostly not supportive of my problems uh, because he felt I wasn't supportive of his Mac Mini problems. That's probably but true. <laughs> I, I uh, you know, went into my office this morning, and as has happened on occasion, I, I went to use the Mac Mini, and although it was clearly awake, I could hear it, um, the screen would not power on. And so I decided, since I had my laptop right next to me, let me uh, let me see if I can share this. You know, uh, what's remote screen sharing? Yeah, what if I can yeah. remote in? And I could, yep. and it was there. Yep. But I could not get the screen to wake up. And I was trying to see if there was anything I could do, like I was tweaking the display preferences. I've, panel I've seen that before. Yeah, couldn't get it. So finally, I'm like, all right, I'll I'll restart it. And I told it to restart. You know, didn't power hard restart it. I just was able to do it in software. Turn back on into recovery mode. <laughs> And I had no Ooh. idea why, because I had just been using it. And it was like, see if you can remember the passwords to any of these accounts. And I'm like, what is happening here? And it showed <laughs> my only account. And of course, I know my fucking password. So I did. And then it restarted again. And then it restarted a second time. And then it was like, I'm back, sort of. Uh, but when it had restarted into this you know, new mode, uh, it was having issues letting me access parts of the privacy settings in system preferences, you know, like where you can add ability for apps to control everything. Like if I want my backup mm-hmm. software to be able to access all files, or if I want text expander to be able to, you know, do accessibility things and it would show all the apps there and then they would all vanish and you could not add anything to it. <laughs> I saw that I had a, a Mac OS weird. update. So I installed that problem persisted following the Mac OS update. Mm. So that was very exciting. And then I restarted again, and now it's okay. But I'm scared to ever restart the computer <laughs> ever again, and I don't know what will happen tomorrow when I come back into the office. Did, but, uh, did, did, did you find anybody else who had been suffering from these problems? I did a little bit of Googling, Dan. I did a little bit I of tried Googling. Binging it. I did a little DuckDuckGo. <laughs> That's not a song. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> um, but no, I didn't find anything. I did find people talking about similar issues, but some of it was from months ago, and I don't know if this is a recent issue or what. Some people talked about trashing preferences, but others said that didn't work. So I, I, yeah. I'm not going deeper because it's now working, but I'm prepared for more. <laughs> what, what else could possibly go wrong? <laughs> exactly. But it was definitely scary when you simply restart a Mac normally. As long as you back like, up. I am now in recovery mode. I'm like, why? Yeah. Why? Why? Didn't like that, but it's fine. I did have a moment where I opened my M1 MacBook Air the other day, and it was at the login screen. I was like, that's weird. And then finally realized when I logged in, it gave me the whole like, oh, your machine was restarted because of a problem. <laughs> it's like, hmm. I wasn't using it. It was asleep. Yeah. Is that the problem? That I, don't I wasn't feel, using it? I don't feel good about that. Similarly, right? Because it's like, <laughs> I didn't do anything. Something happened. But I don't yeah, know what. Right. Well, Lex, I'm sorry that you you're can, experiencing you Mac through the the Thank logs you. and try and figure it out but that's i've it. done that and tried to do that and then i realized yeah. I'm, I'm very much over my it head is a, that is a thankless task yes literally nobody will think because you that. don't you you will probably not get anywhere story of my life yeah well you guys want to do picks uh, everything's working great for me you guys I don't know. <laughs> oh i actually want <laughs> to mention <laughs> uh we in our in our ongoing coverage if you could just cue up the theme song of the uh <laughs> ongoing coverage <laughs> Pretty similar to the other one. It is a little similar. <laughs> maybe, maybe try again. A little derivative. The uh, Apple Epic trial. Mm. Phil Schiller was on the stand and had to answer a lot of questions. I think he's still, he's got several days worth of, uh, of being on the was stand. Was a little bit full of shit on that stand, if I'm not mistaken. Why did they ask him about, about Pornhub? I, I don't, it was something about like, could you get access, I think, to essentially adult services on, you know, uh like other ways via you know like how secure is the iphone really are you really protecting people from adult content they can get mm, it okay. on the web yeah. right like yeah, so yeah. i think he's trying to poke a hole in like sort of because <laughs> he, he said he said he said whether you believe this or not he said he's never been to pornub and he's only been to reddit once <laughs> i don't see why he'd lie about reddit it's very obvious why he'd lie about <laughs> no one no one should spending ever admit under oath. Cra- he's spending all his time on crazy apple rumors yeah right. i um I, I did see, though, where he was being asked about Roblox, which has yes. its own app store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when he was talking about it, he's like, well, that's a fairly new thing. And, you know, we're still <laughs> figuring that out. And people pointed out that the Roblox uh, store, the Roblox, you know, directory existed before the app store. <laughs> this is yeah, true. I right. did look it up, though, and it turns out like it was very small. Like, essentially, it got huge sure, yeah. because of the mobile platform. So oh, well, not to say it it's count. new. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's not new, but it certainly was a lot more prominent after yeah. the yeah, that's fair that's fair yeah. and like, and that's part and that would have been a more compelling argument to me and sure, i don't think I that he was trying to be deliberately misleading no he's uh, trying to although this is all about skewing <laughs> right which is misleading is deliberately yeah misleading, it's fair so. uh, well lex is it really misleading if i just want to tell you the story that i want to tell you until <laughs> the story you want to hear is that really misleading <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah let me tell you let me tell you something completely unrated related to the question speaking yeah. of which so let's know. talk about something else <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, there was a lot of stuff in there that, I mean, you know, they're all going to try to make their company look as good as possible. I thought the couple right. interesting tidbits that came out of it were, one, apparently, it's, what was it, 50, was it 50 million to put on WWDC, I think, is what yeah. it costs every time, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which, I don't know, that's not shocking. I mean, it, it depends what you include it's in that budget. a lot budget. of money, but, yeah. It depends what you right. include in that budget, right? Like, is it, some of it, I'm sure, is the venue, some of it is, you know, you have a lot of people that you have working staff jobs or production jobs during that time was it you, was it wwdc they made the house for no that was the event. that was the okay. yeah yeah okay. how could you forget it they made it just for that home mini it was a day that i would definitely forget does phil live there 
<laughs> he also mentioned that they um had a they're building a developer center on the campus, which I thought was interesting. There was not much else about it at that point, but like I think the suggestion being like they would have a place where essentially it's kind of like the labs at WWDC. And it made right. me wonder if, like, well, I'm sure Apple is right now trying to figure out what the future of WWDC is, like, even after the pandemic. And I wonder if they are considering, like, essentially having a year-round place that people can go to get help with their apps. But how do you deal with people having to show up there? Like, I don't know. I've, I'm, I'm kind of fascinated by that. Like, why build a developer center? I mean, it's great for just the people who are in Silicon Valley. You're thinking of it as a positive thing. But I'm imagining that it's a place where developers who apps are rejected get punished. Like, we are going to hold yeah. you in the developer Sell, center. Cells with no months. toilets. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it's, uh, this is not exactly your point, but the... <laughs> are you misleading me? Relax. No. I'm gonna change, let me change the subject again. It's, it's related. But like, you know, I, I do this, you know, currently in my work, I, I do this annual uh, podcast upfront that's hosted by the IAB. And every year it's been in person in New York, except for the past two, where it's now been virtual. And as a virtual event, just like with WWDC, it's open to way more people. And in my head, you know, it's like, well, great. More advertisers can see the shows we want to tell them about, which is a great thing. And for Apple, like reaching more developers is a good thing. But it's obviously, there's also a thing that you miss from the in-person interaction. And I don't know what the right answer is. I don't I'm saying on the small scale of this podcast industry event or on the large scale of Apple's thing, like, I don't know what the solution is because... I think both things are really important. Having it be available to everybody and not just like, hey, you can watch stuff later on demand when we make it available. But like, here's the thing that we can all experience together. Plus, here's the in-person aspect. Like finding that sweet spot, I think will be a clever thing that people have to think about in the years ahead for all kinds of events. I think they have Mm -hmm. to do, I think Apple has to do both. And they've already made great strides, I think, to having video content be available like, like day of. But yeah, like what is the compelling argument of having WWC in person for Apple? Right. Not just for the community, but like for Apple itself. And I think, you know, there are advantages to it, but I don't think it's going to look the same. I mean, you can make the argument that the community does help Apple. Apple, Sure. That they should they should be fostering that kind of thing. You could make that argument, but I'm not sure Apple sees it that way. (laughs) No, I'm not sure that they do either. But I mean, you know, I think it's true. I think I think so as well. But like, you know, the fact that so many people who go to the area, right, like without attending the conference, I think mm-hmm. is always an interesting dynamic, right? Yeah. Like it's great for yeah. San Jose but they moved too. It out of, they moved it out of San Francisco and basically screwed all the people. Who are doing that. Well, yes and no. <laughs> like, I mean, it's now, yeah. But, yeah, but I think, I mean, per, speaking personally, it's a lot harder to think about going, you know, cause I've gone to at least one, but I mean, I've, I can't remember if I've been to more than one, but anyway, I went down for like a couple of days just to hang out with people at WWDC and did not, obviously did not go to the conference. Now that it's in San Jose, I'm less likely to do that. I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I thought San Jose was fine. Like it didn't, it, it was smaller. It's a little more accessible. It's a little cheaper, like than staying yeah, in San okay. Francisco. Like I, I thought it was just harder to get a room though. And, and for the, yeah, it depends period, it de- over the period of the time that the, it depended the what you were willing to do, right? Like, I mean, if you're willing to sit, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. If you're willing to stay at an Airbnb that was half a mile out of downtown, which I did, I was paying like 150 you're bucks. You're gonna a have night. to do stuff. You're have yeah. to do stuff. I had to weed a guy's lawn. Okay, let me tell you. <laughs> Is that what they're calling it these days? That's what they're calling it these days. Yeah. <laughs> It's actually a lawn. I don't know. Uh, was it English? It's an English garden. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he calls it, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Time for picks? <laughs> yes. 
I've I have an entirely self-serving pick today. One oh, that I leaked to Dan, God. I think. Oh, I leaked to both of you. But uh, yeah, I don't think you can describe it as leaking it when it's just you're telling us stuff. I, I spoiled my pick to you guys, but thank you for correcting me on what I've I already forgotten but, what uh, it was. <laughs> okay, I don't even know. Yeah, so I have no idea. A long it. time ago on this very show, I recommended a crossword puzzle app that I like, which was Crossword oh, Puzzle yeah, Redstone. Yeah, is yeah, the official yeah. name. It's a crossword puzzle app from Redstone Games. Uh, and as some listeners know, or maybe all listeners know, because I know you pay copious attention to every word we utter, you know, I recently, after many years of not doing it again, got back into making crossword puzzles. And I share some of them on Twitter and I share some of them on Reddit in the crossword thing and Phil Schiller never upvotes. But I got a, a message via Reddit uh, in the past couple of weeks from somebody being like, hey, I have a crossword puzzle app and this is what it is. And I'd love to put your puzzles in there and, you know, pay you for them. And it was that guy. It was the developer of, of this very crossword puzzle app, which I use. Lauren really uses even more than I do because I mostly am doing the New York Times puzzles each day. But uh, when I have finished that one, then I go to Redstone. And so now if you open up the <laughs> crossword puzzle Redstone, there are packs from me. I'm the L. Friedman in there. So I don't know. I'm now a paid crossword puzzle creator. So chew on that. So that's my pick is wow. me. <laughs> I'm, still not pay- I'm still not paying for them. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to don't, pay he's already paid i don't really app. do crossword puzzles the app is free the app is free mm. you can pay to remove ads in the app but it's free. well that's good for you that's good that's good for lex yeah, i mean congratulations yeah, I, you know sure. i'm saying it again because you're it's fine for lex you know, forcing fine me to but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy for you i know you need i know you need the money <laughs> well yeah when he gets too big for us on this show and goes off to have his famous career as a crossword setter uh yeah john john just remember us Remember us. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I really want to see now if I can, I want to get a Monday puzzle in the New York Times. That's my new goal. Me and like a million other people, but that's my goal. Yeah. All right. Well, just remember us when you're in the big leagues. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put you, you in a word search. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I don't even know what to say. That. That's, that's my pick. Okay. Yeah, I got no picks. I don't really, yeah, I don't think I have a pick. I spent so much time doing my taxes over the last week, I didn't have time to like, pick. It's John's else. taxes. <laughs> that is not a pick. TurboTax, also not a pick. <laughs> my pick is me sending people. John my tax forms. Screw those so people for making us own. go through this crap every year when the government already should know exactly how much we owe them. More of an anti-pick. It is, it is horrible. Yeah. It is infuriating. Yeah. It's a bad system. Yeah. I think we can all agree. It is a ter- it is a terrible system. It's ridiculous. I mean, this episode is also brought to you by tithing. TurboTax. It's, it's tithing for a church that I don't want to be a member of. <laughs> yep. I I mean, it's great for my accountant. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's and that's going to be me next year. So he's doing well. It's finally the year. Moltz is going to be your accountant next year, Dan. Good job. I'm going to be Dan's accountant. Well, he needed the work, and I needed to get my taxes done. <laughs> There's no denying that I needed the work. Perfect, perfect solution. I was so close to getting this job making crossword puzzles, and then somebody like, yeah, <laughs> some fucker, some fucker, just took that right out, took just, food out of your like, family's mouths. I was backing into the space, and he nosed in. <laughs> he Nine letters, space, tough shit. Nose uh, first. Yeah. What a dick. <laughs> <laughs> i'll re i'll re-up my pick from last week taskmaster taskmaster please put it in the show notes <laughs> will not be it was i f- we finished watching season one of mythic quest and finished uh and i basically caught up to where they are now in season two <laughs> so Jesus. have consumed all of it <laughs> i'm gonna try i'm gonna i'm probably gonna try it one more time but i've tried it like three I times now and i couldn't really like it actually it's, couldn't get it's, into it. it's quite enjoyable and and it is it is of that dynamic that I often do not like, but it's one of those shows that just manages to kind of pull out the awkwardness 
like at the end, you know, you're like, oh god, this is gonna be super awkward, and then you're like, oh, no, that was okay actually. Like I feel like yeah, it works for me. Yeah. So okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, a lot um, of fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, there's the one episode I'm. I'm uh, everybody keeps telling me to get to, so I'm. Pr- I'm probably gonna get to that episode at least. That was good, and the quarantine episode, as several people have mentioned, being good is excellent, yeah. as well as the uh, the special right after that that sort of bridges season one, season two. And I will say, I did not realize until late on the process. I was watching as the, uh, the credits were rolling the other day. I saw um, Craig Mazin. Is that how you pronounce his name? Mazin, the guy who co-hosts Script Notes with John August, who was a producer on Chernobyl and wrote that. Uh, is a producer on this show as well, which I did not realize, and I did not realize also is in the show as probably the worst character in the show, which I thought was very <laughs> funny. It's like, oh, that guy. I hate that guy. Oh, that's Craig Mazin. Oh, good for him. <laughs> Lex, I take it you have not watched this show. I have not. Every time you say Mystic Quest, it makes me think of Galaxy Quest or Mythic um, Quest. So that that's was, fine. Mythic, that's a great. That one's a great movie. That's and also, movie. also good is the it, it, the um. The documentary about that movie is fantastic. There's it. a documentary about Galaxy Quest? Yes. And it's well, really, really pick. good. It's yeah, so that's my pick since you didn't really <laughs> pick it since you didn't know about it. Um Never Surrender, a Galaxy Quest documentary. Yeah, Never Surrender, yes, that's it. Yeah. yeah. We're retroactive. Awesome. It's available on Prime. Yeah. Well, he's it's watching it now. With Prime. See you guys later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know we know what we know what Lex is doing for it's an the hour bonus, and twenty six minutes during the Good bonus Lord. episode. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh my god. Well, with all my free time, I'll be watching it in twenty twenty two. But no, this is before exciting. or after the last macOS release that supports Intel chips. <laughs> Under over on that. Are you guys worried at all about the future of HBO Max, given the latest news in the media <laughs> landscape? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm up all night, <laughs> just, just <laughs> yeah, just, just fucking sweating the entire time. Well, no. So let me say, let me rephrase. I I feel like redirect HBO Max counselor had recently gotten its footing, and now with this Warner Discovery whatever bullshit, like now it's got to start over again. I mean, is it starting I over really, that. or is it? Just, I think well, they're going to fire Jason Kalar. I think they don't well, they like that he did. did his. They already did. did they? He's not. He's not part of the the. the oh, he got out. He didn't. Yeah, they didn't fire him. He didn't, didn't fire him. Like, he's not. He, he's he, not included. He pulled in a the parachute. Deal. Yeah. yeah. No, no. He, yeah. I don't believe that that has happened yet. Unless you guys oh, have I a thought, story that I don't know. I, I thought I saw that, but because no, I've seen that the, he is currently he hired attorneys. He hired a law firm to help oh, him negotiate his exit. Negotiating his exit. I think that there's a chance he'll stay. That's just that's the rumor mill from me. Because listen, I am not a Hollywood person, as you know, but I do work with Hollywood agents all the time, and that's what they're telling me is that they think he might figure out a way to stay. But I don't fucking know. But either way, I'm not sure. It says he was kept there. in the dark until about the deal until recent yeah, days. Which, like, insane. why would you want to stay? Exactly, I would right. not. <laughs> but anyway, I don't know. I like I've been watching Big Little Lies on HBO, and that's not a new thing. That's not specific to HBO Max, but it's really good. And there's originals there. They have a really good collection of stuff. It's probably the yeah, but no, nobody's ever argued that their catalog isn't good. It's just that like their launch was kind of weak. Yes. And oh, I agree. But yeah. I'm just saying, I, w- I want it to get better, not worse. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. Well, now you get right. all those great discovery shows in the mix. <laughs> Good. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I think the biggest casualty here is that John Oliver cannot make fun of AT and T for being his parent company anymore. <laughs> frankly, That's true. yeah, that was a good that ongoing. A, that bit. is a bit disappointing. Yeah. So a shame there, but I don't know. That was I mean, good, that always a good time. Always a good time. I'm sure he can figure something out. <laughs> It's weird. I don't know. The the there was also the thing where they were disagreeing about whether or not so they had announced a bunch of the movies would be day and date streaming yes. and in the theater and they kind of walked that back but they were also kind of arguing about it at the same time on Twitter. 
Because there was somebody who said it will be available, and people are like, "Where's your source for that?" And they, and she said, "Me." And I looked at her and, and said, "She was like the head of like Warner, like the communications department." I was like, "All right, well, that's that's a pretty good source, but I actually have no idea who to believe now." <laughs> I don't know, but okay, if you guys aren't worried, then I'm choosing not to be worried. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I thought they oh, was I, up think all it's, night. I think it's going to be an incredible shit show, but I'm not worried about it. I think HBO's biggest risk is mainly that they went to the streaming model too late. Like in terms of they had always done, you know, such great content and had a great opportunity and they sort of slowly rolled that out, right? Like when you could eventually get HBO without subscribing to cable, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But I feel like in the meantime, all those other streaming services built up their own catalogs and made really compelling shit. And it's like HBO, you should have been doing this like five years ago. And instead you just got around to doing it. And I think it's, it's a perception thing more than a problem of like what's actually there or not. Yeah. All fair. There you go. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first. I also don't remember what the last thing I watched on HBO Max was. Oh, I love it. Big fan. Partially because like I'm watching Friends with one kid and I'm watching Fresh Prince with another kid and um those things are both there. Oh, so the hip content from the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> My kids like it, Dan. I understand that she's saying like if their biggest argument <laughs> is, Dan, is Dan con- dissing your kids content from the nineties. <laughs> If that's your no, biggest I, like I, catalog argument, that's that's no, I, it's not great. Take that, children. I'm, I watch. I'm watching a lot of stuff over there. I like it. Okay. All right. I mean, I've subscribed to HBO because I liked a lot of the HBO shows. What's but... wrong? Weren't you around in the '90s? <laughs> oh man! <laughs> if, I have two kids who are old enough to get vaccinated now, and they have started that process. And then my youngest is not old enough, and he is so mad. He wishes he yeah. was born in the '90s. Yeah. Hopefully, it'll happen soon. No, wow. he'll never have been born in the '90s. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Any day now. Any they might, yeah, time travel will get invented any mo- moment now. Or actually, it probably already has been. 